Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion theater and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Carestio. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Kate Zynard. Today on the podcast, we're talking sewing in quarantine. I mean, what else would we be talking about? How to use sewing for self-care and how you can use your skills to sew your support. Before we jump in, though, we thought we'd talk a little about how the current situation is affecting us personally, and of course, what our stay-at-home style is. Meg, you're our fashionista. What are you wearing right now? <laughs> I'm actually wearing the exact same thing I wore yesterday, but I have <laughs> been trying to at least change into actual pants, like jeans. So I'm wearing some ripped Levi's that are now all wet because I just told you guys that I spilled my lunch on them and I don't want to wash them again. So I scrub them with a Tide to go. Um, So I'm wearing slightly wet um, Levi's and just like a vintage tee. So yeah, just trying to keep it like not totally, like not total jammy mode, but at least real pants in the day. And then once, you know, six or seven o'clock rolls on, those sweatpants are coming on. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys all wear? off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, um, I'm not sure I've actually explained this to you, Meg. Um, I, <laughs> right before the whole quarantine thing started, like two business days before we went to work from home, um, I, I've been having some foot pain for months and months. Oh. And I went to the podiatrist and um, I got a MRI and it turns out I have a small tear in my plantar fascia. So my big quarantine fashion is a um, boot that keeps my foot from (laughs) moving. (gasps) Oh my gosh, you're wearing a boot? Yes, I'm wearing wearing a a stabilization boot. (laughs) Uh, Immobilization, that's what it is. It's an immobilization boot on one foot, on my left foot. And so a lot of my fashion has ended up kind of going around the boot. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I've been wearing a lot of stretchy pants, pajama bottoms. Sometimes I have some exercise pants I wear a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Today, I'm actually wearing real pants. I'm wearing my Pagosa pants because they're very wide legged and they'd go on very nicely over the boot. Um, (laughs) um, I have learned to not care if my socks match because you cannot see my sock under this thing. And so um, I have very specific socks I like to wear under the boot. And um, then whatever I put on my other foot is just whatever I feel like putting on at any given point in time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I haven't been wearing socks on that foot a whole lot, uh, mostly slippers. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of boot-tastic um, in my quarantine. Um, lots of T-shirts, lots of lounging stuff. Um, I do try to put on something that resembles clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not always something that resembles anything that I would wear to the office or anything like that. So, yeah, I have How to say, you, I think that the boot must be perfect timing. Yeah. Oh, I was know? thinking I mean, that you have to it, stay it, home. It, it really is. You know, I had one day because I had been planning to work from home the Friday before we went work from home anyway, cause I needed to do some work here. Um, And so I had one day at the office wearing the boot and I had never realized how far my cubicles were from the bathroom. (laughs) I mean, I can walk in it, but I'm 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 not supposed to put my unbooted foot in front of my booted foot when I walk, because that's what puts the pressure on the tendon. 
And so wow. I have to step forward with the boot and then basically match that step with my wow. other foot. And so everything I do is like half distance from what I'm used to. And it's so irritating. Um, and so it's very nice to be in my nice little house where I don't have to walk any long distances um, except to the mailbox and occasionally grocery shopping. So, but the cats are mad because my backyard is not particularly flat and being on non-flat ground is not um, pleasant. So Mark has to do all of the taking of the cats outside. Well, I have to say I've been largely wearing jeans and Mm t-shirts and mostly, you know, putting on a fresh tee every day. Um, But and, but today I'm wearing my Robert's Collection dungarees, Ooh. my little overalls. <gasps> oh my gosh. And yeah. I actually, I made these as my like hangout overalls because I have some linen overalls that I consider my going out overalls, oh which is <laughs> hilarious that I even have that. So now a couple weeks later, I didn't, I didn't know what was about to happen, but I'm glad to have some hanging out overalls they're super comfy um you know nothing touching around the waist they're kind of um they're made to be kind of oversized yeah um, and i they're so comfortable but this is this is dressed up for me my my <laughs> standard style has been pretty low-key i feel I, like I think that's it true for like, everyone yeah. yeah, there was a meeting last week that we were in and we did like video and you were wearing like a super cute blouse, I remember. And I was like, oh, Demanda's like really stepping it up at home. I can't remember what day it was. And it was the most adorable blouse. No, I no, I know Roscoe. which one you're talking about. It's, you know, um, it's, it's, it's the, the, the one, one I like always compliment when she oh. wears. It's like the stripey one. Yeah, I'm sorry, which one is it? Is it Roscoe? It's the Wilder gown. And the That's only right. reason I was wearing it is because I had to get some measurements from oh. it for Kate. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> I took it out of the drawer. So I guess I'll just put it on. So it was total accident. Oh, that was funny. I know. Yeah. I, it, I saw you on the screen. I just thought, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then I thought I should step up my at-home fashion game. <laughs> no way. It was all for show. All for show. Well, I appreciated it. Oh, well, good. Um, yeah, good. I liked it. Good. Me too. I love that blouse. Oh. I know it's it looks super dressy, no matter what you wear with it. Um, shall we hop in, you guys? We should, but right before we do that, let's uh, do a quick update on uh, hashtag So Your Role, oh, our Instagram yeah. Oh, yeah. challenge. Um, we we of course acknowledge that uh, getting a a hold of fabric is perhaps a little bit harder than it was when we uh, launched this whole thing a whole Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, even though it feels like a million years. (laughs) It's like months. I know. Even even I, you know, I I've ordered my fabric and I'm just waiting for it to ship and waiting for it to ship and waiting for it to ship. So um, I think we're going to go ahead and push back the due date for that one. Um, we're going to say May 31st, the end of May for now. Um, we'll kind of revisit that if we need to as we continue through our social distancing adventure nationally and globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Does I was going to bring tend- it up because, yeah, I I was going to bring it up because as um, Amanda was talking about her, what are they called? Dungaree? Is that mm-hmm. the, I, I think that's what I'm going to make for... Um, my challenge i just want to make oh, like a bib cute. like overall so yeah that was reminding me of that 
So fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we'll extend, yeah, the deadline for that. And the de- not really like a due date deadline. It's just for, because we're going to be doing some sort of giveaway for people who've, um, you know, rolled and made something and posted. So we're going to do something fun. Right. And that's just kind of, yeah, like a tentative end date, uh, if you would like to participate, for sure. I mean, the challenge will continue, but that's yes, exactly. approximately totally. we're looking at yeah. picking a, a winner for our thing. Um, and, yeah. you know, I think, honestly, all things considered, if you can't get your fabric, but you want to maybe do a sketch of what you will make based on your Ooh. role, once you um, once you have access to fabric, anything like that, I mean, we'll be really um, not strict about this one because, again, your role. adventure. <laughs> Does that work Absolutely. for everybody? I totally yeah, no. sprung that on them without bringing it up in advance. <laughs> No, that works for me. No, no additional stress during this time. This should be fun and creative and yeah, just, yeah, fun. Yeah, have fun. (laughs) Fun, 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 yeah. (laughs) And on the topic of reducing stress, shall we jump into our first segment? Mm -hmm. Let's do it for a segue. (laughs) Smooth. (laughs) Smooth ride. (laughs) All right. Well, I I think I've mentioned this here before um, on the podcast, but sewing is something that I definitely turn to in stressful situations. Um, But I think that a lot of people have the exact opposite response and sewing is the furthest thing from their mind in a situation like this. And I think that both responses are totally valid. Um, But I did want to talk through those feelings today, check in with you guys to see where you're at with, with all of that. And share ideas for getting inspired if some if sewing is something that you want to do right now, ways that you can do kind of sewing related activities that have nothing to do with being in front of your sewing machine. Um, so really just a chance to check in and share some ideas. Um, so yeah, where do you guys fall on the spectrum? Are you someone who sews when they're stressed or do you skip it? You know, sewing for me is not like super stress relief. I mean, it's not really stressful either. It's kind of it's kind of moderate. So um, I don't like it's not like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed. I need to go. sew. I mean, what I do is, oh, my God, I'm so stressed. I need to take a nap. Um, But (laughs) I don't have a problem sewing when I'm stressed. I just Uh it's not what I turn to specifically for stress relief. And the fact that I've been taking extra naps because I'm stressed (laughs) means that I haven't been sewing as much as I probably would like to have been. But um, yeah, that's where I stand. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it's not always my first thing, but I know from when I've been in like a stressful situation before, if I do start to sew, I know I, I feel better 100%. And if Mm -hmm. it's something, it definitely just depends on the sewing project (laughs) too. There can, yeah. It needs to be something maybe that's um, like doing, yeah, some doing some like bulk sewing or something easy, something for someone. Like I'm not going to jump into like my alterations pile and like start like something Mm -hmm. crazy new. Yeah, but it definitely really helps. I just always remind myself. It's so much, yeah, it's for me, it's a lot easier just to, yeah, just you know grab a tub of ice cream and sit on the couch and like watch mindless tv but that always doesn't make me feel better but when i just say you know what i'm really stressed i should go so and i know nine times out of ten it's it really does help yeah 
yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. It's not like it's not like I. I think in some moments I know if I go so, um, I'll I'll yeah. feel better. I'll feel less stressed out. Um, yeah. But it's it's knowing mm-hmm. that it usually does make me feel better. Getting inspired to do it can sometimes be a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of feel like most of the time I make time for it. I feel better. Um, and yeah, so I so I try to prioritize it. Um, have you guys been sewing during the quarantine that we're currently under the stay at home orders? And if not, that's totally OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I have been sewing for sure. Have you, Kate? I guess. I... No. With, what good thing you have your sewing. Fo- it's your left foot, right? That your boots on. It is. It's my left foot. Okay. I, I can still sew. Um, oh, I can sew and I can drive. <laughs> you want to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have come up a lot earlier if I couldn't sew at all. Right. Um, yeah, I I have. I, I can sew. I haven't done very much. I worked on a very small project a little bit, and it's kind of still sitting waiting for the final hand stitching to finish it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually um, jumped into a different project which is um rearranging my sewing room and when i say rearranging i don't mean rearranging i mean cleaning i mean taking all of the (laughs) taking everything off the shelves that's you know falling off in a big waterfall and sorting through my fabric and deciding what i what has enough yardage to actually keep and what doesn't um and so i'm kind of halfway through that because it's huge and surprisingly having this thing on my leg makes doing everything exhausting um it's just like sitting on the floor and sorting through fabric is hard because my one of my legs will start to go numb one or the other um so um so yeah i haven't actually started much sewing yet i'm hoping to get there once i sort of make my space more welcoming for for myself mm-hmm. i know amanda you've been sewing when i see a notification you have a new story i'm like oh like what's the progress of this has she started oh. something else <laughs> i know i wasn't i again it wasn't like um a conscious thing i think i just started and it felt good, so I kept yeah. going. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot in my Instagram feed. And um, I think seeing a couple trends, um, seeing people doing more hand embroidery, more uh, kind of yeah. hand work, mm-hmm. as, and using sewing as kind of a way to slow down. Yeah. Um, also, in the same vein, a lot of mending happening, mm-hmm. um, which I think, you know, it's kind of, I think... Projects like that can provide some distraction, yeah. Um, but also like give you a sense of completion, and I think that's really kind of yes. important when you are in a situation where there are so many things out of your control. Um, I think that's that's part of the reason too that the creative process right now can feel so good because you get to make those decisions, you get to control the variables, assuming mm-hmm. you have all the supplies you need. Right. Um, And I think, you know, people are really, really active online right now. And I think that the sewing community is providing a sense of connection for people, whether or not you're making stuff and posting it. You can check and see how other people are kind of, you know, what they're doing in sewing, but also what they're doing in their lives to kind Mm -hmm. of deal with what's going on. Um, I'm also seeing people... um, 
work with their kids on sewing projects. Yeah. Um, it's a moment when everything has kind of slowed down, when people are at home with their kids for long periods of time. And um, I actually, I did a blog post for Sew Daily that has some ideas for this. So if you're looking for, mm-hmm. um, you know, not a full on sewing project, but some um, ways to kind of get your kids used to using a needle and thread, used mm-hmm. to being around sewing supplies and um, sewing related tasks. So I'm seeing, um, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing people who do not feel like sewing at all. I'm seeing people who are sewing and sewing and sewing and can't yeah. stop and realize <laughs> that it's kind of a stress response. Um, but in this moment, I think it's all about doing what you can to kind of get through each day, one day at a time. And people are finding their own ways to do that. So, um, so one thing I wanted to tackle next as a group um, are ways that if you if you do want to sew, but you're not really feeling the inspiration, um, have a few ideas for like easy entry points, um, you know, things that you can do that will feel um, that, that are not those big challenging projects, yeah. Meg, as you mentioned. Um, and one of the things that I'm seeing is people making cozy things, making, um, since we're kind of, we're not in many parts of the U.S. and Canada, it's not warm yet. Um, So kind of the last, you know, gas for making cozy sweatshirts, Mm -hmm. things that you can wrap up in. A lot of people making basics right now, like easy projects. You don't have to think about too hard. Maybe it's something that you have made a bunch of times in the past, so you don't have to pay close attention to the instructions. Um, so thinking about thinking about that opportunity. Another thing that's been on my mind lately um, is doing some refashioning projects. Ooh, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have um, things that you have either purchased or made in the past that you had plans you know, they're hanging in your closet, but you're like, I, I always wanted to change that hemline or mm-hmm. um, really, you know, alter something in a pretty major way. Now's a good time. If you can't get mm-hmm. fabric. Yeah. To, to those projects. Right. I have. Um, yeah. I actually got my parents in uh, London to ship me uh, a bridesmaid's dress that I wore, I think, five years ago to my good friend's wedding. I had planned on making it into a jumpsuit for years and I'm working on a special project that I'm doing that for. So, and I had the idea, I'm, instead of a long jumpsuit, I think I'm going to turn it into like a more of like a romper and use some excess from the hem into like a frilly ruffle along the bottom. So I'm Cute. I'm like, mom, I, can you get like that bridesmaid's dress and ship it to me? So it, it came in the mail recently. So yeah, it was a time where I'm kind of looking to finally tackle those projects exactly. and mm-hmm. and I, they're not like too hard it's not like replacing a zipper in a pair of jeans because oh my gosh like yeah oh i had someone ask it's, me to do that the other day and i'm just like i'm sorry it's like <laughs> never the right time to do that i know i mean it would pass a lot of time but i just don't have the mental capacity is what you said yeah. something easy like um mm-hmm. i will talk about this more later but yeah i've been s- sewing a bunch of masks they're they're easy mm-hmm. to sew and like that bulk sewing that's what my stress relief sewing looks like it's right doing like this kind of simple seams and you know just um 
yeah, it just keeps the machine humming and in a nice, like sturdy fabric, you know, right. <laughs> not like a, a hard to work with fabric. So exactly. So, yeah. exactly. But, yeah, definitely trying to the, those old refashions for sure. The easy ones and the fun ones. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of ways that um, you kind of like in this moment need to can use what you have. Definitely seeing people being creative with their stash fabrics mm-hmm. and their scraps. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of pieced garments out in the world, pieced bags, people Ooh, yeah. just getting creative. And I, I mean, I think that, you know, it's, um, it, it's necessary for some people in this situation, but I also just feel like it's so creative. Um, yep. Have you guys done a lot of scrap busting in the past? Like, do you tend to take your scraps out and try to make something with them or let them go? I, I tend to keep them in a in a laundry basket or a box or something and believe that I am someday going to do something with them, but not actually. <laughs> um, so, <Right. laughs> so actually part of my my cleaning situation is really taking a look at what I have and saying, is this something that I could piece because I've got a lot of um smaller pieces of like knits and it's like okay if i've got almost mm-hmm. a yard of knit fine i can make that yeah. into a top but if it's if it's a half a yard of knit i'm not going to piece that into something i need to just let it go um mm-hmm. but in the meantime you know all my quilting cotton scraps are going into a little um basket because even if i never use them my mom's a quilter so right um, eventually they can go to her if nothing else Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, actually, as I was going through all my, um, cause I had to dig through, because I know like this, uh, the fabric sets the, where I'm giving masks to, they ask for certain fabrics. And so I had to dig through all, of course, they were at the bottom of the last. Right. Of course. <laughs> and so what I actually did is, yes, go through my scraps and the ones that would be kind of seasonal coming up, I, I'll show you guys on, um, on our video, but I like, I got a notebook and I stapled them to each page. And so I can flip through and plan out. And I don't have them planned yet, but I've just at least taken a swatch just so I can remember that I have like a good amount and I know that they're there somewhere. So if I'm, you know, lacking inspiration, I can just flip through and be like, oh, yeah, that one. And I'll know where it is. It just just because it's I can't see all of them are in a non-clear I guess I should get a clear bucket say for my be able to see everything that's a brilliant idea though I love that uh, I, I actually yeah, as a I've picture, been, uh and upload for you guys in the show notes yeah um, but please yeah. do um yeah as I've been going through my my cleaning thing here I've run into several fabrics I forgot I had and at least two that mm. I don't remember acquiring now, to be yeah. fair, my <laughs> husband also acquires fabric, so maybe it's his. But there are a couple moments where I'm just like, what is this and where did it come from? Why do I have this? So, yeah, that's a good way to keep that from happening. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, quilting, I I definitely had a moment the other day when I was looking around my house and I was like, oh, my gosh, <gasps> I should really sew something for my house whether yeah. that's like a quilt or some pillows or I'm definitely getting to that point where I'm just kind of sick of seeing the same stuff mm-hmm. all day, every day. Yeah, for sure. Like my new, my resolution this year was to sew for the home a bit more. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Once I tackle some, I have just 
So I have a pair of my camo pants finally cut out. That once I complete those, then I'm gonna finally move on. To <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's good. Yeah, and and then um and hand embroidery as well. Sometimes hand embroidery stresses me out because it's yeah. I don't know. It can be. I lo- I love the idea of working with my hands more. You know, not being in front of my machine, not being in the basement of my house, but being on the back porch. And I love that. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't usually um, tend to help me de-stress. But I feel like for some people it does. Yeah. um, Most most hand embroidery that I've tried has not been great for me, except for cross stitch, because I've been doing cross stitch since I was like 10. And it's so repetitive and I'm so used to counting it. And it doesn't like it. It doesn't get frustrating at all. I can just do it forever, except except the cat the cat loves Hmm. loves when i am pulling strings through a piece of fabric and if she happens to be down there and i'm trying to do cross stitch i have to stop because she yeah oh yeah she tries to eat it um she'll bat (laughs) at it she'll grab it she'll she'll try to eat it and then it's wet with cat spit which is gross Mm. um and so uh same thing i've been trying to do some finish up some knitting projects Exact mm-hmm. same thing. I can do it as long as Maggie is somewhere else. But if Maggie makes an appearance, it has to go away because it's just going to turn into a mess otherwise. So it's all about the cat. Love that. Nice. Actually, yeah, well, we actually just made like a little um, just kind of sew to square, but we made Burry a little bed. I think I posted on my Instagram a little while ago, but just some fuzzy Shannon fabrics. Like, you. Because she lays in the same spot in like the corner of my studio. And so we laid like um, just sew to square and put some batting in it and she just cozies on up. So cute. Aww, yeah, so, so for your pets cute. too, eh? So for your pets. Oh, yeah. man. I have seen some really good outfits out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some like quilted dog jackets. Like uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't actually, think I I'll link it. Get away with that. Yeah. Huh. No. <gasps> no. <laughs> no, I really <laughs> don't. On Fertistyle.com right now, they have a safe sewing section and they made all their accessory patterns for free. And there's a really cute dog coat pattern that's free right now. Uh, if you use the code, I think it's like safe dash. So I'll write it in the show notes, but uh, they're offering. Uh, yes, there's a really cute yeah, dog coat pattern, even though it's probably not. Nice. You know, I guess it's still pretty cold out in some. I know in here in Toronto, it's still um, if I just stepped outside, I would definitely need a hat um, for sure. If I stepped out, I haven't been. I out feel like we're gonna all emerge from this oh. wearing like crazy oh. quilted I know. jackets from Stash Fabric. Oh, I mean, <laughs> print mix is so in go. right now. Like, yeah. you know, I I want to see some like challenge, like print mix challenge. Yeah, scrap bus, make something like crazy, and just yeah. If you don't think it goes together, they're probably more, it does go together. You know, I just yeah. love like a contrasting print mix. So yeah, no, you just like us talking right now. It's like really getting me excited to, yeah, definitely utilize what I have. I think even for the Sew Your Roll, like I'm just going to find the closest possible sure. thing to like mm-hmm. my neutral green. And I mean, I definitely have something in there, but yeah, I've just like, yeah, I don't know. Well, one final mom- um, thing I wanted to mention to kind of, if you're not feeling inspired to sew, but you want to sew, and we're going to go into this more in depth later, Uh um, is to find a way to kind of be helpful, um, either by sewing masks or 
sewing gowns or wherever there's kind of a need in your community. Um, Meg, I know that you've done some of this mm-hmm. and I've done some of this. And it's really, I, I think it's so hard right now where yeah. it feels like the only thing you can do is stay home. And I will say that um, sewing some masks for my husband's workplace, um, which is mental health focused, mm-hmm. has been felt really, really good. And I, I know it was helpful for them, but on the on my end yeah. as well, it just felt like mm-hmm. I could do something. Yep. Um, but we'll dive in a little bit deeper to that um, in a minute. Also wanted to talk through some ideas for um, for if you don't feel like sewing at all. Yeah. But but there's plenty you can do that kind of will set you up for success when you do feel like sewing again um, and things that will will kind of, I don't know, still feed your creative spirit without you having to be in front of a sewing machine. And one of those was definitely um, organizing your sewing space, Kate, mm-hmm, yeah. like taking a moment to go through your fabrics, go through your patterns and really kind of be judicious and get rid of the stuff that you're not using so yeah. it doesn't distract you anymore. Um, do you yeah. have any tips for that, Kate? Do I have any tips? Oh, just do uh, it. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just, just do it. And, you know, don't be too precious, um, Mm. especially, you know, stop and think about, you know, is this something that, that I could actually do something with? If you wouldn't piece it, get rid of it. If you, um, if you would piece it, then maybe go ahead and keep it. If you think you can get a garment out of it, even if it's a small garment, sure, maybe keep it. If you're looking at long strips and you're like, but I could use this for something, Maybe not. Um, that's kind of where I am right now. And I haven't really started. I'm kind of looking around um, at my I, I have a, a built in shelf um, that's just the perfect level for keeping all of my notions and stuff. And it is a disaster. And once I get through the fabric and the patterns, then that's where I'm going to start. And I'm probably not going to get rid of any of it. I just need it to be organized because it's not right now. Um, and, but I, I can't help thinking about how much fun it's going to be to start sewing in that room when it's clean, when Ah. I can, when I know exactly where all of my bobbins are and I know exactly where all of my pins are and, and I can find anything I want and I can pull something off the shelf without worrying about a small avalanche burying me. Um, so yeah. Um, one of the things I'm going to do is look through my patterns decide which ones I'm likely to actually be sewing in the next some amount of time. And I'll keep those out and the rest of them will go into a bin where I keep my patterns. Um, I think that's a, a good way to do it because my pattern collection out here is just growing and growing. And it's like, okay, but if I know I'm not going to be making this, it can go where I can, where it will take me five minutes to reach it instead of two, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I got. I like it. Um, I think same goes for your wardrobe. And I need to do this mm-hmm. so bad. But I feel like right now is a good moment to do that. Same yeah. kind of approach. Be judicious and let stuff go. Because you're, you know, if you're stuck at home and you're surrounded by your stuff, um, I think you tend to realize how much stuff you actually have. Mm-hmm. And do you know what a good tip is? And I need to do this because I do this like every um, every uh, twice a year, I guess, every season. Like I have – because I 
we have no closet, so everything's out. So I have buckets like my spring, summer wardrobe, and then my fall, winter. So I switch out my entire wardrobe. I hang it all back up. But sometimes like – and then I have so much fun like trying things on again and – but what I like to do at the beginning of each season, because you sometimes – I don't know if this is like um, – if you guys do this too, but you just get stuck in wearing the same top with the same pair of pants because it goes or something. You sometimes don't switch it up. So I would just try and create outfits and take like a selfie with it. And so if I can't figure out like an outfit to wear or in, if I just feel like I'm gravitating to that same striped turtleneck with those same pair of jeans, like just flip through, like I have an album in my phone being like just – outfit options from what you have. It just like fun things like that. Just trying on like what works. Cause sometimes I would pick up like a pair of pants and like a, like a vest and like a random tank and be like, I guess they kind of work, but then I put them on and then I'm like, wow, this is a really cute outfit. And then just do like some outfits yeah. trying on. Little know? experimenting. Little experiment, like just shake it up. Like, do, like just mm-hmm. try different pairings within your own wardrobe and different, like, I don't know. That was, it's if you just wanted to, it's not like you're, you know, creating everything, anything new or right. not even organizing. You're just like trying things on. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. something you could do as well. I love I, that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun. Oh, I so need oh. to do that. Um, oh. One thing that I have also been enjoying is doing a little bit of sketching and planning. Oh, yeah. Because um, it has, it has been so hard to think about like, what is it? What is our, what are our lives going to look like in a month? But yeah. the one thing I can control is what am I sewing next? So, <laughs> so I'm gonna focus on that. Um, and yeah, but I think if you if you have, you know, wanted to spend time sketching or um, you know, and or planning your makes out a little bit more, now's a good time to do that. Thinking about uh-huh. spring and summer. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, a few more things. I'll just tick through them kind of quickly. There are a number of online photo challenges on Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. And again, don't have to sew something. You don't have to make anything new. It's a nice moment to connect with people and think about sewing without actually sewing. Um, If you if it's available to you, you could consider getting your machine serviced. Um, If there's a way Mm -hmm. for you to drop them off, you have anybody local that you use, you know, they might still be wanting that income. And you can support them at the same time, get your machines taken care of while you don't feel inspired to use them. Um, And finally, kind of focus on some sewing related activities um, that get pushed to the side sometimes. If you have been thinking about starting a blog or going back to your blog, um, I think writing about sewing can Mm -hmm. be just as beneficial as sewing sometimes. Um, Or... Take the time to take an online class um, and work on your photography skills if that's something that is a goal of yours. Um, And really, you know, kind of come at sewing from a different but still creative perspective. And I think there's there's a lot you can do if you don't feel at all like being in front of your machine. Yeah. And I just want to say too, like if you're, it's also totally okay. You don't have to organize everything. If you do just want to sit on the couch and, you know, binge watch your favorite show, like that's, we're just like, that's totally, totally okay. Like, um, I just, yeah, I just want to 
say that. Like, yeah. These are just yeah, some, yeah, absolutely. of course, like some ideas. Yeah. Like, but it's, it, these are just like, honestly, such, such crazy, crazy times. Like, it's just so surreal that, uh, so, yeah. you know, if you just I need saw to escape. I saw one and, of the million things mm-hmm. I've seen on the internet lately was, you know, remember, we are going through a trauma. Yes. And some of totally. that, some of that, see, it, it seems like, you know, it's not a flight or a fight or flight response kind of trauma mm-hmm. because really what we're doing is we're just staying, staying in yeah. place. And then that that sets off the third one, which is um, I can't remember what the actual term is, but basically it's freeze. I think that is I think it's freeze. And a lot of us mm-hmm. are in this place like like with me, I keep I just keep taking naps. And yeah, I, and yeah. I almost certainly do not need naps. But on the other hand, yeah. I actually do, because mm-hmm. while I'm not moving around a lot, while I'm not physically doing a lot of stuff right now, mentally and emotionally, exactly. are, you, we're just we're just throwing mm-hmm. energy everywhere trying to deal with all of this. And if if the way you deal with that mental and emotional stress is sewing, that's great. If it's something Mm -hmm. else entirely, that is wonderful. I mean, heck, I'm making wine upstairs out of grape juice. It's fun. I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. So many people are making sourdough too. There is there's like a huge trend in sourdough. Right. Because that's something you need you need time to really master. Um, mm-hmm. And if all you want to do is eat ice cream on the couch and sleep, yeah. Totally. I just, yeah, I just know um, yourself, just knowing like from experience, absolutely. like what, yeah. um, what's going to mm-hmm. make you feel the best in the moment, right. you and, know, it's really day by day, hour by hour. And yeah, no, no then, awards, no awards no given. Awards. And no, no guilt. There's yeah. no, no guilt. There's no, no guilt. reason to feel bad if you don't want to be creative when everybody else around you is being creative. You're dealing with it in your own way, and you should never feel guilty about needing to deal with things the way you deal with things. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a nice Instagram. Po- I um just following some. I it's helpful for me to follow some you know like body positive Instagram accounts that just give like a. And there was a post that because sometimes I just get anxiety about you know I, you know we're trapped inside the house and just like you know you're not in your regular routine and stuff <laughs> of just like it's okay to like you know, gain weight during this time and like not joke about it. It's just a trauma. Like it's okay. And like that has been really anxious for me, like being like just not being having the same motions and just like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, well, I need to sew all new clothes. Like being like, that's just something like huge anxiety I'm dealing with. And even I, it's just, I've kind of taken a deep breath and you know what? It's okay. Like this is like right. a huge trauma. And I think, well, and I mean, yeah, you, this is uncharted territory I, for everybody. So mm-hmm. really, you just have to, you have to feel it out. You have yeah. to find, you know, what's going to work for you, what isn't. And that's just going to be part of your story during this time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're, we're doing our best here to find, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to help you find, to help you find things. If, if you do want to be creative, if you do want to work on your sewing like with our bonus episode we did last week if you want to start sewing we're trying to be supportive of that yeah um but you should never feel like we're trying to guilt you or make you feel like you know this is what you should be doing because Mm -hmm. really we're just trying to we're trying to help you if you want help yeah and find those things that bring you joy yes Mm -hmm. and if anyone has any recommendations for like good because i hate 
like I like moving, but I like just moving for fun. If anyone has any good like Zumba online, like or like dance YouTube classes, I have I've been having a hard time finding like fun, like aerobic like dance classes online that's fun for, like that doesn't feel I hate like feeling like I'm like working out at home like I just that doesn't yeah. not do nothing for my mental health or like even just it makes me yeah. stressed and, out so I just love to dance if anyone has any recommendations I do yeah, and, and if you come along yes yeah. and I want them to because you know in another week and a half I might actually be able to dance <laughs> nice because right now i can't <laughs> but um someday someday i will and i like moving like that so yeah dancing is fun sewing and dancing guys <laughs> that's all you need simple lady oh okay should we take a quick break and then Let's jump into our yeah next topic perfect that's good so you have all probably seen a ton of information on Instagram, Facebook, even on the news of people stepping up and making um, handmade or DIY fabric face masks. And I just want to um, give you all, all some information. I know I've been making them. Amanda's been making them. But I know there are a little bit of a um, people can be like skeptical of them and just read, know your information. And a lot of the times, just know what the end use of them for. And before you just go in and just kind of sew some, I suggest the first thing that you do is kind of follow some like local um, health organizations or just be in tune to watch your local news. Because I was how I got into sewing. Um, I'm sewing for kind of two local um, in Toronto. They even like specifically called for an East Toronto sewists. Um, you know, we need masks. And then you can just specifically cater what your mask sewing is to their particular needs. Because I find that each um, kind of initiative has a different need. So I'm sewing for, um, it's a hospital and they're trying to get a thousand masks every week. And these are not for kind of the frontline healthcare workers. These are for like visitors, maybe discharge patients. Um, so they want to reserve those key masks for their frontline workers and they just need fabric masks as, um, you know, um, where they're not necessarily being used to right. really kind block of, the virus. Exactly. Backup yeah. and support. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also making, um, so yeah, look local. So you have like a purpose, not just kind of just to make them to see, because some of them have specific fabric recommendations. I know for, um, I'm sewing them for in my local community, the Toronto Humane Society, they are donating all of their can I, N95 masks to the hospital, but they need like some sort of mask. So they, right. so they're calling masks just to replace their supplies so they can give all of their supplies to the hospital. And so they just need a you know, pleated mask design. But the hospital is actually asking for, you know, the sides to be open so they can insert filters. So there's some details just looking at what is exactly needed and just kind of sewing and um, providing that. So, yeah. So I said, yeah, if you want to help, I would just say kind of look local what's being asked. Look for call outs. Um, so I know, Amanda, you've been sewing some masks. Do you want to tell us more about that? Sure. Um, my husband works in mental health and mm -hmm. they um, they provide community outreach um, to some really vulnerable parts yep. of the population. 
Um, but they there's a lot of support people within that organization, uh-huh. you know, people who are working front desk, people who are, um, you know, providing more support roles to the people yep. who are, you know, really interacting with patients um, one on one. So um, I definitely connected with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they because their mental health, you know, they they're not on the top of the list for um, the personal protective equipment um, in the state of Colorado. So that's really kind of where their need um, mm-hmm. came up. And so, yeah, I really just figuring out what it was that they needed. And yeah. I've um, I've sewn two types of masks, um, some that were more like the surgical mask with the pleats, okay. mm-hmm. and then also some that have um, that have the higher nose ridge. Yep. Um, I'm not exactly what sh- sure what those are called, but I've sewn a little bit of both. And um, yeah. yeah, I think they were very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, as we're sewing for, you know, ourselves, it was just definitely a really good project that to feel good about and just knowing like if you are uh, putting your skill set to to help. And I found it it was a really big stress reliever uh, for me. But yeah, there are so many patterns out there. I know when I even right. like started thinking about, oh, you know what, maybe I should sew s- some masks. Um, I was, I put on my Instagram, I'm like pattern recommendations. And someone was like, oh, why don't you check and see what they're actually asking for? And so there's usually instructions that they specifically like mm-hmm. link to with dimensions and patterns. So um, you can look there, but there are tons of patterns out there. I know there was a post that went up um, recently on So Daily. It's it's a really great kind of round out post talking about fabrics that are suitable and patterns. It's a handmade mask roundup. So we'll definitely uh, link to that. And kind of also going with um, the what we were talking about, kind of revisiting some blogs. So I actually post, post, I'm posted on my personal blog. I'm trying to rev that up again um, about kind of blowing up my sewing steps because sometimes they, they were the pictures that I was looking at were really small. Mm-hmm. And so I really stepped them out because I know some of my friends want to help and I have some, I'm going to lend them a, a sewing machine and I just want to give some more detailed um, instructions for that as well. So Right. I definitely... Um... We were talking about batch sewing and that's, yeah. that was definitely my approach for these. I also, um, you know, there were a couple of steps that my daughter was able to help out with, you oh, know, just right. like turning things exactly. right side out. Um, not not so much the pinning, but she did do a little bit of pressing. Um, nice. Pretty impressive. Hey, that was the <laughs> sewing pun. <laughs> it was. You get another one. It's our first sewing Yay. pun in a while. Um. But I didn't yeah. catch it. Would you say it was? I said her her pressing was impressive. Oh, that mm-hmm. on ching. <laughs> that was good. I probably <laughs> used that one before, <laughs> but that was kind of nice too, just to kind of give another level of like whole family working together to do yeah. this, and you know, and give her like a little feeling of yeah. doing good in a kind mm-hmm. of scary moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't gotten into this yet, um, but I'm feeling pretty inspired right now, and I'm thinking about my. Um, basket of uh scraps behind me which i there think you go. yeah as, because i i know that quilting cotton is high up there on the list right and, yeah right. M- mostly i'm seeing a lot of the fabric 
um, recommendations are 100% cotton and mm-hmm. quilting cotton. So that's what I've been working with. Yeah. So, and you don't need, yeah, very much. So if you even have just like a bunch of little squares, um, definitely that is seems to be a go-to fabric. And people are also suggesting using um, like bed sheets and stuff, even if you don't have yardage of fabric or your quilting cottons mm-hmm. and dish towels. And um, there's a bunch of things that you can use. And um, a lot of – I wanted to talk also about elastic alternatives mm-hmm. because <laughs> I definitely <laughs> ran out of elastic. And so people are using – you can just um, extend like a, a bias strip, cut bias strips of fabric. Mm-hmm. You can use um, – yeah, even like uh, elastic, like cord, not full on elastic, like just like cord stretching, stretchy cording. You can use um, just making sure that it's not too wide. I find that that's right. kind of the key. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a good tip from someone because I know I have I I sewed a test mask with three. Uh, no, it was half inch elastic and. I put it on and it was super uncomfortable. So the the recommendations is no wider than three eighths of an inch. So I replaced that elastic. But I saw a tip where someone actually surged down their elastic, so it was more narrow, and they could utilize mm-hmm. still that yardage of an elastic. And I thought that was really smart. So if you if you have kind of that wider elastic, you can surge it down. But uh, yeah, what else could you use for? No, if you did that, if you did that smart, you could take a, a pretty wide a, piece. Exactly. And, and make several, several. Uh-huh. Str- I'm sorry. I'm looking at my two inch elastic, which is right sitting right next yeah, to me. Yeah. If on you tried to like surge it and you could cut it in almost, yeah, in pieces or Mm-hmm. At least you could maybe just utilize the two edges. I don't know about like that center strip. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've seen some creative ideas yeah. out there. I happen to um I ran out of elastic and then yeah. I used my like last errand before our shelter at home um orders came through to go get yeah. some more. Uh-huh. Um, which I found in the kid beading section. Um it's just some nice. elastic cording that's kind of like um what hair ties are made from and they kind of have a woven Mm -hmm. um covering to them but i've seen some cool things um there was a tip for using just strips of knit fabric you know (gasps) if you yeah if you cut that that. Mm -hmm. um and then it and it rolls up you know as long as you don't cut it too small so that it could stretch out and rip um and obviously using something that has probably like a decent recovery would be good um i also saw, saw someone using pantyhose (gasps) like nylon and you know it was obviously going to be really soft going to be stretchy um something that you could still find in the store if you are going out to the store um thought that i mean i love that I, i feel like it's such a hard moment but there's like so many creative solutions coming out of it mm-hmm. you know it's pretty i know pretty amazing. I, I hadn't seen the pantyhose ones but that makes so much sense yeah. i love i uh, see i just love sometimes you, like the creativity that's exactly. coming out of even in terms of just like people being creative just having fun with their friends over zoom and stuff and right i just not even with sewing just like kind of living life yeah isolated the creativity of still connecting is just i love and i mean the funny memes on Instagram are just like literally getting me through this. No, oh, definitely. Oh, I know it's 
a lot of odd topic, but just you, it's, they're so funny. Some of them, you just got to laugh sometimes through yeah. it. I mean, it, if that's your um, way to, but okay. So next is um, open for filters. And so you can, so I saw someone, I think it was, um, oh, I can't remember. I think it was Stephanie from Modern Society. She was using like um, reusable, like that she had washed um, grocery bags. Like that was a good kind of filter material hmm. that she inserted in. Um, but sometimes they call for, you know, the ones that I did that it's just open and they just have their own filters. But so you can adapt them that way. And then also for the, I call them nose pinchies. <laughs> that might be the what? technical name. I don't the know. Nose, but there's so many things that you can use. I know Amanda gave me the tip of flattening out a paper clip. And yep. that worked uh, really, really well for the ones that I made. And twist ties work really good. Mm-hmm. What I was doing is... Um, for twist ties, I would just center them and then I would just zigzag over the twist tie in the paper and then flip it out. And it was like, because part of me is like, I know I shouldn't really, but I'm just, a, I get really nervous when my stitching isn't perfect on my mask. <laughs> no, you know? no. Oh, when no. they're not like, I, I just need to let it go. But I've undid something because like it wasn't like, pretty enough but even though it was totally fine like I just had to shake it I was like Meg you could just be making another one with this time but I've gotten better at that I have let go of my <laughs> That's so um, funny. I mean I had I had those moments too because yeah. I was making them for like my husband's co-workers right, so. and I was like oh man they're gonna think I'm a heathen yeah they're like and you said she works for a sewing exactly. magazine no. yeah, yeah. they don't care I know they don't care at all oh as as I always need to remember, people who don't sew look at something and they don't notice any, like, they don't notice if the stitching is, like, uneven a little bit from the edge. But I, yeah. I've definitely not let that go. Not only do like, they not notice, they're impressed. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, or even um, Julian suggested a pipe cleaner also could really, uh, mm-hmm. could work really well, just, like, inserting it into um, the layers. And one of my tips too, for the uh, one I just folded over my allowance, because I don't like creating like snipping a little hole in a channel to insert like the, the paper clip, but I just used a longer stitch length for once I flipped it down and top stitch, and then I just inserted it in between the stitches and then That's a good idea. And then uh, fed it through so I would have no visible hole. <laughs> so, which is kind of, <laughs> you know, I just, I need to let it go <laughs> but, <laughs> and then yeah so pipe cleaners twist ties paper clips are great um i'm trying to think if there's any other creative things i've seen for the nose pinchy just yeah i guess anything wire or even like jewelry wire you know what i do have some in my i have this random jewelry making um caddy when i was into making and i have some like yeah some jewelry wire that, that work would, yeah, mm-hmm. that could totally work. I just thought of that right now. So I might need to go out and grab some of that. So yeah, tons of different things that you can use for that. Yeah, and um, types of fabric. So yeah, we talked about this. But one of when I was looking at the um, instructions for the the 1000 masks a week project, it, it wanted dark colored on the outside, but light colored on the inside. So just like specifics like that as well, just colors. Uh, I'm not sure, but 
you know, if you have it, then just, yeah, see, see what's needed. Um, but yeah, quilting cotton is great. Yeah. So just if you want to help look local, see what they need, use a pattern, super easy, use what you can, get creative. And also lastly, look, a look for the drop-off protocols as well. Mm, Sometimes there's different, mm -hmm, like they want them packaged differently. I know um, the ones that I'm dropping off to the Humane Society, they, you know, want them in like a tied plastic bag and you leave it outside the door and like labeled. And so just, yeah, look for the drop-off protocol. And sometimes even if you are outside. I know there's some sewists um, in the Toronto community that have been offered to kind of collect on the way. So a lot of, uh, not a bunch of people are going to the hospital, drop it off, but there's going to be one person and, you know, they will, you know, you just leave it on your doorstep and they'll go around on their way there and collect. So, you know, just communicating with your local sewing commu um, community to kind of figure out um, some good ways to, to get them made and get them there. So... Absolutely. It's it's kind of been awesome to see those yeah, it communities has. kind of rally and work together mm -hmm. and yeah. to get mm -hmm. people supplies. And I, I went when I went on my last run before my shelter in place, um, I was looking for mask supplies with another woman there who was doing the same. And she had a bunch of elastic and I didn't have any. So, you know, gave her my phone number. She called <gasps> me later. Oh, and um, and by at that point, I had found the um, the beading elastic, yeah. like the thicker mm -hmm. stuff. But um, it was just kind of like kind of a nice thing, like mm -hmm. giving my phone number to people in the craft store. And um, but also felt felt kind of awesome. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah, I know there's a lot of elderly people that live in my building too. So once um, I delivered all of my masks, I'm going to make like a bunch and I'm going to wash them in individual baggies. I'm going to put them in the uh, the lobby and we have a group email and anyone who needs one to even just the comfort of even, I think I might even start wearing them just so I don't touch my face when I'm out because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, oh, I know, I think I accidentally touched my face when I was out the other day and... I just yeah, I think it's panicked. a good idea <laughs> to say to save some for yourself. Um, yeah, just, no, that's true. That is true. Somebody does get sick in your house, um, right? Then right. you can protect other people, um, and also to help you remind yourself not to touch your face and and yes. all of those it's things. It's just like but, a, a physical a physical barrier. Sometimes, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. My dad is immunocompromised, and mm -hmm. um, and and for me, I'm always like. Like, I, I'm not visiting my dad right now because I don't yeah. want oh, yeah. to risk it. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I, whenever I think about, you know, my mom does all the shopping. But if he if she wasn't there to do that and he had to go out, then, you know, me putting on a mask could help somebody like that who, you know, you never know. That's all I'm saying. Uh -huh. Exactly. I've been wearing one out just because my, oh, my yeah. husband has been working with. Right, you know, right. Um, with all kinds of folks uh -huh. and just thinking that, you know, it was something that I could be carrying and transfer to someone else. Oh, um, yeah. That was so. And I think, you know, it's it's hard to get used to and hard for it's, my kids to see. You know, yeah. they see me with it on. And I think that it um, it's just a little alarming. It but, is. It is alarming. I, you know, yeah. but they they. You know, we brought them in on it. We we have explained it's more about, you know, keeping other people from exactly. getting it. And, you know, they're they're getting used to it. They're they're pretty adaptable. 
Did you make some kid-sized ones for them? Um, Ruby has one, and um, but the boys do not. Um, but I, I should, I should make them some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also just um, before we jump into our last segment, I know this episode's running a bit long, but there's just so much to say, and there we is have, we have time. <laughs> and I hope, yeah, and if you're enjoying well, this we podcast, got- yeah, I'm glad that you're here with us. We're all, we're all in this together, guys. Um, but just in terms of, you know, also supporting local, I know Julian and I have been at least like twice a week, the local restaurants that can't, um, like that we like to go to, like not, uh, we have been, you know, ordering takeout and delivery, just kind of making sure that we want them to be there, you know, survive this when our favorite local spots. Um, so just doing, just doing that, um, yeah, we're trying of, to do that too. Yeah, yep. yeah. Same here. And that's and I think that's yeah, really great. Um, and remember yeah, and to tip just, well because some people exactly aren't tipping. No. Yeah, yeah. When I think we, it's good that Uber Eats and I know in Toronto they're offering zero delivery fees on local restaurants um, if they're local and not a chain. And then I'm just like, yeah, I'm just extra tipping because I mean those people are really doing great work and even we thanked all of the frontline workers and even the people who still have to work at the grocery store i mean that's oh yeah. they are like it's amazing what they're still showing up to work and they still are yeah. all you know i always make sure to just smile and just be super polite and just really thank you and you know there's mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 crazy times, but it's just I really thank um, all of the people that are still making it possible for some normalcy in our lives right now, for sure. Um, so yeah, just try and try and do what you can um, for the community. So totally, yeah, absolutely. All right, what do you think? You guys ready to move on to our sojo? Sure. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. So for anybody who doesn't know or doesn't remember, our Sojo is what's giving us our sewing mojo at the moment. I feel like this whole episode has kind of been a little bit of a Sojo. Um, And so you might not be hearing anything different from any of us today. But um, Amanda, why don't you start us off? What's your Sojo? Well, I did not take my own advice and um, took on a really involved pattern hack um, <laughs> I, saw that. I have awesome. no idea why but it because you know my I'm definitely a basic sewer I you know all the things that we talked about earlier um I've definitely been thinking about easy projects but I just kind of got a wild hair and it was honestly kind of awesome to jump into it and try to you know figure out the math and get really excited about it and stay up too late sewing and um, I mean, of course, I have nowhere to wear it now um, <laughs> because a there's nowhere to go, and b it's like a it's a linen jumpsuit, um, like a boiler suit. But um, but I think I remember last episode um, asking for some recommendations because I had boiler suit on the brain. I found kind of a ready to wear um, inspiration piece and decided that I was just going to give it a go, and it really. Um, it worked out and there were moments when I was kind of doubting it and it was like, why did I take this on right now? Like this feels kind of stressful. Um, but in the end, kind of working through that and kind of coming up with creative solutions as I went along was really 
kind of awesome. Just total distraction. I know that was what it was and I'm okay with that. And, um, but it was really, I don't know. It, it filled my soul and it turned out so great. I love I, it. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And so, yeah, I'm making another one immediately. <laughs> what I like is I like the look of like a denim, but sometimes that's like heavy, but I like how yours looked like denim, but it was just mm. like blue linen. That's right. right. So it's like comfy without being like full like denim, but it had right. that, that vibe. And I thought it was super cool. And the back like casing, I was like, I loved it. It was kind that of a journey. Fun. I well, I yeah. usually don't document it, the things that well, but, um, but I've kind of enjoyed mm. just kind of sharing the process and being lost in it myself a little bit. Nice. Awesome. How about you, Meg? What's your sojo? Well, I'm on, I need to make some more um, like comfy pants. So I'm actually going to make a pair of Nini culottes because they were, yeah, and I'm going to, I have this double gauze. So I'm going to make a nice gauzy pair of Nini culottes. Oh, that sounds so and nice. I know. I think I even have enough for two, so I might make uh, two in case I I tend to spill in myself a lot. So <laughs> uh, I think okay, it's fine. It took the entire episode, but uh, my pants are dry now, and so it's great. And <laughs> the tomato sauce is gone, guys. <laughs> way awesome. to go, <laughs> man! Time to go. Uh, are amazing. <laughs> How about you, Kate? It's your so All right. Well, I am. I'm a little still on my sewing slump, and I'm also overwhelmed by the mess that I'm trying to clean up because, um, you know, I had to pull out all the stuff yeah. in order to sort it. So um, I'm kind of I've, I've kind of surrounded by disaster right now. Um, but what's kind of getting me through right now is um, I have some projects that I need to make for the Creative Machine Embroidery Fall issue. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of in the hoop projects I need to make samples of and then a um a garment project and i am looking forward to setting up my embroidery machine and doing yeah. those they're usually short little projects but they're fun and um one of them i actually digitized myself so i'm looking forward to seeing if it works <laughs> we're not quite <laughs> sure yet <laughs> and uh yeah so i'm looking forward to that nice all right, let's move on to our sew and tell segment. Last time, which was fully two million years ago, I we know asked you <laughs> <laughs> what your favorite and least favorite color is to sew with. Um, so we got a lot of great uh, responses to that, um, really all over the board. Some of them mm -hmm. sounded exactly like Amanda, and some of them sounded exactly like Meg, and some of them sounded exactly yeah. like me, and, <laughs> and some of them sounded like none of us. And so it was really fun to read those. Um, so we pulled out a few to share with you today. Meg, why don't you start us off? Sure. So Tori Sows said, uh, I absolutely hate sewing with white unless it's somehow not see-through at all. But if it's not see-through, then it's just usually too heavy. And that's that's totally true. Yeah, truth. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my problem with white. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Me also, too, especially if you, if, yeah, if you order it online, especially. Like, oh, it's, it's so hard. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, it's always a mystery. How about you, Amanda? What do you have for us? Um, I have a comment from Hess Makes who said, I like sewing with anything muted or navy blue. I'm on a navy blue kick too right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I recently did color analysis and got soft summer, so I'm trying to branch out more into muted greens and purples. Ooh. Least favorites are black and white. They're a pain to sew and both look absolutely terrible on me. Um, yeah, I you know I saw a couple of comments about black being kind of hard to sew with, and that is that has totally happened to me. Like in my basement, not the best lighting. But also, oh, right. if like if I can't see it well enough to like see the mistake while I'm sewing it, like probably no one else is going to see the mistake either. Point. So, yeah, that's yeah. my that's my approach. Nice. Well, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the last one that I'm going to read, and I honestly did not pick these to rag on black and white. I really, really didn't. Um, I just kind of picked <laughs> the longest ones, <laughs> but the longest <laughs> ones apparently. Anyway. Um, MB So Bobby said, I love most colors, but sew purples and pinks the most. Me too. I don't like to sew black because it is so hard to see the stitches and seams. Mm-hmm. I sew black with gray thread. Otherwise, I can't see the black thread to pick it out when needed. Oh. So, but as, a, as Amanda said, if it's not like a huge mistake, you might not even have to pick it out at all. I will say that I went to buy some black thread one time and someone had put super duper 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 dark green in the black (gasps) slot and i bought it and because you really unless you're in the exact right light you can't tell and i have Mm -hmm. i have sewn so much stuff with that thread (laughs) like (laughs) i just let it go and good to know uh, you know you can definitely tell it's green but um but yeah it can be challenging for sure yeah yeah at least it's Uh, on the inside the surging (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) So um, for this episode, we would like to ask you, how are you using sewing to support your mental health right now? And if the answer is not at all, that's totally fine. Like we talked about earlier, we'd just like to hear, you know, how you're uh, how you're combining your hobby with this adventure we're having. I'm just going to keep calling it an adventure journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for talking about this with me, guys. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like this is what's going on. This is like taking over our lives yeah. and this is what we it's need a, to talk about. So it's a big experience. Yeah, yeah. we're living and history. It's, mm-hmm. And it's crazy because it, it's even how we are like so like not even that far apart, but still we're in different countries and we're going through the exact same thing. And I know even mm-hmm. my family in Europe, like everyone, it seems like in the world is going through this unifying mm-hmm. thing together. And uh, it's just, it's crazy. But so stay home. I think that's. Yeah. So yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and yes, stay remember home, if yeah. you can't, if you can't or don't want to sew masks or anything else for other people, yeah. you can still always help just by staying home, keeping your social yes, exactly. distance. Exactly making mm-hmm. sure that you're keeping other people safe and keeping yourself safe. Um, yeah. As like, like I said, my dad's immunocompromised as somebody who has that going on in my life. I really appreciate anyone who takes the time to keep distance from people. Cause you never know. Um, you never know what's going on with other people. Totally. So I guess we want to say for this one, stay safe, stay healthy. And, uh, Happy stitching stitching or not. Or not. not. (laughs) Take good care. Yes.
For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the Sew and Tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. 